0: All right, Lena. Well, thanks a lot for taking some time to talk to us today about your company, Piezo Touch, and also winning the Syracuse University Business Plan Competition. I know you have a packed day, but thanks a lot for uh, stopping in for a few minutes. Thanks for having me. Now, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your personal background? You know what you're studying. Um, you know where you are in college, and then how how you got into starting your own business. Uh,
1: sure. Second-generation Indian, uh, East Indian. Uh, my parents came here, uh, gosh, maybe a little over 30 years ago. So um, they're both born in India, but I was uh, born and raised here. Uh, I studied uh, English, uh, specifically creative writing, at the University of Washington in Seattle, and uh, I'm midway through my MBA program at uh, Syracuse University with a dual concentration in marketing and entrepreneurship. Um, does that answer the
0: first part of your question? <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I think that's perfect. And so how did you, you know, what led you into entrepreneurship and where did you get the idea for Piezo Touch? Uh, so I've
1: always sort of been entrepreneurial by nature. Uh, I think when you live in L.A. like I did, uh, you sort of have to be sometimes. Uh, I worked in entertainment and I had to get by sometimes by taking a sundry job. And, um, you know, I, I remember one year, There was literally no work uh, to be found, and it was uh, the day after Thanksgiving, Best Buy had its huge electronic sale. I camped out for about 16 hours. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted to buy, all the high-end electronics. I spent about maybe $3,000 in there, um, Hmm. and on credit, and and on (laughs) faith. And I turned it around and sold it on Amazon for a, a markup the next day. And uh, still keeping my prices really low, so I could sell it off quickly. And I made another, I think, two thousand dollars. And uh, you know that kept me floating for a couple months. And so I've always sort of had this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, sometimes it's been to get by, and sometimes it's it's for fun. Um, but it's just it's who I am. I like to hustle.
0: No, that's great. So where did Piezo Touch come into all this? I mean. Also, how long have you been working on this project, and what sparked the idea for it? Uh, so,
1: Piezo Touch uh, is not my idea. It's, uh, you know, I bought the rights for the idea from the, the guys who invented it, and they're a bunch of um, software guys. Um, and I don't think they realized the, the goldmine they were sitting on. I mean, this is initially a hardware project, so it's not really up in their field, Um, Eventually, it would become a software project, which is why they kept it in their portfolio of, I suppose, pet projects, if you want to call it that. Um, And uh, the principal inventor is a friend of my father's, and my father had him over for dinner one night, and he was talking about all of his ideas. Uh, Some of them were, uh, I think, a little far-fetched for me. You know, he's a sort of genius, eccentric guy. Uh, But then when he started talking about transmitting touch in real time, uh, wirelessly, I my ears perked up, and I knew we had something there. And it took me about over a year to convince him to let me uh, buy this and try to take it somewhere. And then um, another 18 months after that, I ended up uh, winning the competition. So I, you know, 18 months uh, after he let me buy the rights, I developed the company. I added the board of directors all the key players, uh, the prototype developers, uh, the consultants, advisors, all that. And, uh, and then uh, I guess uh, my team impressed the judges at the Panache competition and
0: uh, I, I won. Wow, no, that's amazing. So have you, I mean, have you raised any other money for this or is this still the, the very early stages, first steps just to get, I believe you're still working on a prototype for this product?
1: about $150,000 of in-kind services, which includes the uh, Phase 1 uh, prototype development as well as a host of legal services. I've also incorporated the company, so we are an official corporate entity. Uh, and then the, the prize money is about $30,000 in, in actual cash and equity. Um, and uh, i put in about maybe $5,000 in cash myself, and there's been a few thousand uh, that friends and family have put in. So it is, you know, it's well on its way. It's not uh, terribly nascent, but I would say I still need to do a major raise. I think uh, we are looking at about two million dollars, which is, um, I guess, a pretty modest ask if you think about the sort of technology we're developing. It's really never been done before in this way. Uh, And uh, so right now I'm sort of taking the concept on a road show. Uh, I just came back from a month of traveling down the eastern seaboard and, and um, sort of
0: showing the technology around and talking to potential investors. So it's an exciting time. No, definitely. I mean, I could run off with 100 questions just about going after $2 million as a young entrepreneur. But what I want to focus on is more about, as you said, the recent competition that you won and the, the business plan process at, I believe, Syracuse University. Um, what Could you talk to us a little bit about entering this competition and what the process was like just to get into it. I mean, how intensive was it? Was it, you know, really complex to get on board? Because there's a lot of young people out there at colleges across the country that are, you know, that have opportunities for these competitions and are thinking about entering but maybe don't really know what it's all about. So could you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. I mean, first of all, I guess I'd like to tell everybody that they should open their minds to the the, the fact that they're – not only their school, but their city has a lot of opportunities for them um, as far as as money goes and and help. I mean, I think more nowadays it's all about getting free help and you have to know where to look. And that free help translates into money you would have spent if you did get um, some sort of equity financing. So I think, first of all, I'd like to say that um, get as much free help as you can because that's going to translate into hard dollars and, and interest from investors later on. Um, second of all, the, the competition itself was, I would say, very intense. Um, there was initially 60, that's six zero teams that signed up. And uh, I went head-to-head with, I think, 42 of them. Uh, and then it was narrowed down to what they called the Sweet 16, and then it was the Final Five, and then it was me. Um, <clears throat> the process itself was, I would say, pretty grueling the entire week of the competition. I have a fear of public speaking, which I don't think a lot of people know about, so that uh, didn't really help me much as far as my nerves were concerned, but I think I knew in my heart I had to do this. So I just put myself out there, and that's the other thing. You just gotta put yourself out there. Um, Even if you think an investor may say no, for instance, to a a pitch you're about to give them, they might tell you somebody who, who is interested. Um, so even when I thought during my, this entire process when, uh, you know, I wasn't getting someone's interest or they seemed bored with the idea or they thought it was weird, um, they always had something at the end that helped me out, maybe some critical feedback or pointing me in the direction of somebody who could help me. So it was kind of a wild goose chase, but if you go to all these meetings and meet all these people, eventually, 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 you'll find your core
0: group that's going to help you out. And um, I just want to touch on, you mentioned, you know, during the competition, not even being able to sleep that whole week. What, you know, but beyond when you enter, you know, you write your business plan, you submit your application. I think a lot of people think that the work stops there, you know, it either, it's either right and it's going to win or not. But what do you have to do? throughout that process you know what are you continually working on and has to be adjusted as you continue on in the competition moving forward
1: sure um, so there's a little secret that everyone should know that um, <clears throat> the business plan is what ends up cutting a lot of people out of the competition uh, itself um, it's very it's a daunting task um, my advice is when you come to the part where you have to actually sit down and write the business plan you know you're past your elevator pitch you're past your one-pager, your taglines, your you know your creative efforts in doing logos and all that. I have to actually sit down and do the work and show the facts and figures that prove that you have a good idea. So my advice is don't stop. Don't stop uh, right before the business plan because the business plan is what actually helped me to win this competition because a, a bunch of my teammates seem to get lost in it. They, um, their true colors came out. They had personality conflicts in their teams because they were divvying up the work and people weren't doing the work. Um, it is difficult. It is complex. Um, and it, it is, I would say, unpleasant. But um, it's, it's the toughest part of the competition, I think, and it just needs to be done. And if you do it, you will realize, actually, one thing, if the business is viable or not, and two, if you're going to be able to convincingly show judges that you really do have an idea there. Um, beyond trying to sell them something, they want to see some hard numbers, they want you to back up your sales pitch with pie graphs and, and um, you know, footnotes from articles and, and experts and if you don't have that, then you can consider yourself, I guess, out of the game.
0: <laughs> now one, one question I hear all the time when people are putting together these business plans. They always are asking, what the heck do I do for financials when I haven't sold something yet? I haven't, I, I really don't know um, what to, you know, project five years down the road. So how do you, how did you go about developing, you know, those financials and to really show people what you're, you know, what you're forecasting for whatever the, the first couple of weeks and, you know, a few years into it?
1: you asked this question, Jared, because uh, that was the most difficult part of my business plan. Um, it, most people have a business plan where they can find comparable data to base their, their value, company valuation on, their financial projections on. I didn't have that because I'm doing something that's revolutionary in terms of touch technology. So I really had to do, I really had to, as they say, guesstimate, and that's all the valuations are. They're an educated guess, and no one's going to fault you for that, but you do have to passionately back up why your numbers are the way they are. Um, initially, I had projected an insanely high figure at year five, year six, um, you know, me cashing out at around three, four hundred million dollars. I was laughed at, um, so that was kind <laughs> of a... Um, A big lesson there. Uh, But I saw that similar companies that were using lesser technologies than me were actually cashing out at way more and they were just as new as my company. Uh, But I don't think the judges are going to buy something like that from a first-time CEO with no technology background. So I actually had to dumb down my numbers significantly. Um, So you have to do whatever it is you have to do to make your numbers work. Um, And which is to say you know, they have to be accurate, you have to be able to back them up if people say, well that's a little outlandish, how do you figure that? Um, there's always comparable data out there. You just have to look, it's a needle in a haystack, but you have to find that needle. Um, if you can't find something that is exactly what you're doing, then you're going to have to look at the industry data and see something that's close or similar to what you're doing. Um, so that's how I did that.
0: No, I think that's some great advice, and I want to start wrapping things up here. So, you know, we've gone through a few points with you know winning a business plan competition. Could you leave us with really the one? Do you have one key tip for if you're going into that competition? You know, here's what you need to do, or here's what you need to focus on, and you know, hopefully that's going to uh, get you to the top.
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. There's there's so much, but I would say is uh don't second guess yourself if you really think you have something there, go in there and and give the presentation of your life don't go over time it looks it looks bad you know um stay within time uh the, the time allotted by the judges and shake their hands afterwards. I saw that a lot of my um competitors didn't do the the shake afterwards they did it before maybe but I went, and that was the follow-through. I looked them in the eye, gave them a very firm handshake. I smiled. There was eye contact. I made jokes. You know, I cracked some jokes. Don't be afraid to be corny. You know, um, just just be yourself. Be yourself.
0: No, that's great advice, Lena. Thanks a lot. And, and what are you going to be doing with your winnings? Uh, put them
1: in the bank and uh, find some creative ways to... It. Hopefully, I won't have to use too much of it. I'm going to see if I can further bootstrap the company, but I think I am getting to a point where I need to start paying people. And, and um, but I want to show that I do have some some hard money in the bank when it comes to um, investors asking how much skin is in the game. So that's my skin in the game. All that money.
0: Right. No. Perfect. Well, you know. Good luck to you. And thanks a lot for taking a few minutes today to talk to us.
1: Sure, Jared. Have a great day. Thanks a lot.